The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Welcome to a very Brady podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Jimmy. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show. Tag. <laughs> it's quite a dramatic pause there. Yeah, well, hello, hello, you're a dramatic hello. person. <laughs> Why do you say that, Jimmy? <laughs> and on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do, Tag, as you know, mm-hmm. we take the episode. We do. We break it down. Oh, with our bad selves. We criticize it for not being as good as us male podcasts mm-hmm. while acting like we want to fuck it, <laughs> only to eat our own words when we fail miserably, all for you, our listener. <laughs> Sorry to use such harsh language right in the get go, but you know what? It's that kind of episode. <laughs> On today's episode, we look at season five, episode 15, entitled The Driver's Seat. If you haven't watched this episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing, unless you're in the driver's seat. Mm. See what I did there? Yeah. You don't have to, but it might make it a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, Paramount Plus, and Amazon Prime. So what's up? Ooh, hey, it's glad to be back to a normal episode of The Brady it Bunch. It is, yeah. Yeah, last week was kind of yeah, wasn't the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> I missed, kinda I missed like, them. Last week was kind of like going on a shitty vacation, and then this week is like sleeping in your own bed again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, good metaphor, Jay. Yeah, exactly. I just hope my mouth and out it came. <laughs> um, so, so how was your week? What'd you do this week? Oh, it was just okay. Nothing exciting happened. Um, yeah, yeah, no, nothing exciting. You. I heard you've been uh, spending time with, you know, some gangsters and, you know, uh, <laughs> doing some, some, some organized crime. Jimmy, shush. You know? Yeah. And then, um, you know, running through town and picking up prostitutes and then just killing hey, them whoa, your money whoa, back. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't pick up any prostitutes. Don't oh, even try didn't? that. Well, no, I'm surprised. Oh, God, no. So, I, yeah, I did a bank job with a couple of friends of mine, um, Trevor and Michael. So okay. It got a little hairy at the end. I Luckily, did I had it? a... Uh, yeah, we shot our way out, which was really good. It was really that close because there was like tanks involved, uh, military oh, wow. got involved too. Nice. But, yeah. Luckily, I got that XP. So exactly, <laughs> I yeah, got yeah. to move on to the next. Yeah, yeah. I was playing GTA, GTA. I was playing GTA. GTA. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're not <laughs> really gangsters. You. you thought I really did a bank job? I didn't did. You? I was like, man, I better check and make sure I have my wallet still. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've been playing Grand Theft Auto a lot lately, um, and I haven't played it in years, so I was just like, you know what, yeah. I'm going to play some Grand Theft Auto. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For a minute there, I couldn't tell if you just had arthritis or if those were gang signs or what. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is a fun game. That's a really fun game. Yeah. It's funny because my uh, the rule in my house with my kids has always been that everybody's trying to steal your car, especially girls standing on the side of the road at nighttime. So you need to stay away from them. Um, they, they have to turn the sound all the way down. 
<laughs> right. And what's funny is my 15 year old still does. He just, he's so used to playing it that way that the sounds <laughs> of the game almost distract him. And so my, my five-year-old started wanting to drive the cars around and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's funny cause he's sitting there next to my wife and my wife's just on her switch, you know, playing something. Mm-hmm. And I keep seeing my wife kind of glance up and look at it. And finally she's like, let me see it. <laughs> so she grabs the, the controller and my wife's playing GTA. It's funny. She was like, that's really fun, but nice. I don't know if I want to play that all the time. <laughs> right on. You tried. Hmm. So that's neat. Yeah. So what what did you do this week? Um, did some work in my reptile room. Um, I just yeah. acquired, like I said last week, I required two more animals. And so I had to rearrange some stuff and make some room and all that kind of stuff. And so that's mainly what I did this week. This next mm-hmm. week, we're going to Universal Studios. So that's fun. Oh, good. Hell yeah. You said that's next weekend? Yeah, now it's it's going to be fun because we we started going to Universal when Jake was about six months old, and so Jake and Caitlin remember Universal. They all but grew up at Universal, kind of thing. Luke has never been my five year old, hmm. but we came to the realization today that when we go this time, all five of us can ride rides together. Like well, this has been the first time. <laughs> like not all of them, but there's there's a lot of rides that we can ride together. Because yeah. before when we went, Caitlin was was old. You know how Caitlin Caitlin looked like a toddler till she was like I know. thirteen or something. Like <laughs> it got to be not really a joke between me and our friend Ryan. We're like, <laughs> yeah. does she look the same age she did like five years ago? <laughs> exactly, she did. And then, yeah. and and then, then all, all of a sudden, sudden boom. yeah, out of nowhere, like holy crap, she's like a teenager now. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> for the longest time, she wasn't tall enough to ride any rides. And so mm-hmm. it was always, you know, Megan staying with Caitlin while me and Jake went on rides and blah, blah, blah. Well, we came to the realization today, this is the first time that all five of us can ride a ride together. And this will be That's the first cool. time ever. So it's exciting. We're, we're excited about it. Oh, good. Good, good. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this episode talks about getting your driver's license for the first time. It does. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Do you remember when you got your license for the first time? I know. I remember <laughs> I when do. you got your license. <laughs> and it's funny because I tell you 99.9% of everything that happens to me. And that's one of the only things I didn't tell you <laughs> was that I was going to get my driver's license. <laughs> well, I think you did that on purpose. Is like a little. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I remember showing up at your apartment. You're like, where's your mom? I'm like, at home. Okay. Where's your skateboard? At home. <laughs> and you're like. No way. No and you way. look down and you're like, holy crap. Oh my God. Hey mom, can me and Jimmy go somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> no, mom wasn't even home that day. She was at work. No, she wasn't. So it was just like, let's go. Let me grab the keys and we'll lock the house. Yeah. Let's go. So, Do you remember where we went? Uh, I assume we just drove around. Let me guess. A gas station for candy? <laughs> no. no, it's, it's someplace really lame that... I'm sure every teenage kid goes the first time to get their driver's license. Like Walmart? I can't imagine a kid not going there. Like if not, then you, then you're just a weirdo. We went to Winn Dixie. <laughs> Why? No clue. Can't remember. Just cause I just cause- remember. <laughs> I just remember pulling to the parking lot and being like, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> this car has no reverse." I'm uh. like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." So you're gonna have to help me push this thing back. You're like. Are you serious? I'm like, I know. I, and I, I wasn't even thinking I parked in a normal spot like with a car in front yeah. of me. I'm like, shit, I probably shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's okay. Yeah. The good old days. Good times. Good times. Hell yeah. Drive around town listening to Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember like 
Well, it wasn't like the moment. Well, the first day I got my license, we, my mom, I drove, <laughs> we went to the DMV first thing in the morning. It was a school day. Okay. And so um, I had to have my license that day because, well, I guess I didn't have to, but I wanted to. And my mom wanted me to also. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was late to school. We went to the DMV, um, got my license, and then I drove her to work. And then I drove to school. Nice. <laughs> you know, in accordance to, of course, I had to pick her up from work after school. And uh, that was just a, such a cool day. And then uh, <laughs> there was an, <laughs> about two weeks later, <laughs> Jimmy, you were there at this story. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm out driving around. I got, it was you, me, I think Dan and Dusty. Dusty, yeah. Mm-hmm. As you made Dan and Dusty on the car in this little tiny 68 Volkswagen bug yep. that was a piece of shit. Well, the engine ran great, but it was just mm-hmm. falling apart. Cosmetically falling apart. Um, anyway, so we're leaving the mall in Merritt Island, and all of a sudden I noticed this guy's lights behind me are driving me nuts. I'm like, God, <laughs> why is this guy's lights? I'm like, geez, Opie. And then I look and I was like, oh crap, it's a cop pulling me over. And I had never been pulled over before. I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? What do I do? And then finally I pull over. And I think you're like, Dan, shut up, dude. Shut up, dude. <laughs> I think Dan or somebody was just like, oh, man, this is great. Like, I was like, shut yeah, up, man. It was Dan, yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> got pulled over. The cop comes over and he's like, uh, license and registration. I remember you in the front seat with me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> my mom was terrible about keeping insurance um, registration, registering was, cars. Yeah, <laughs> she was fixing so tail lights. Yep, she's terrible about all that. Yep, so, I still remember everything wrong with the car. I still remember everything <laughs> the cop told you. So, so um, license registration. I was like, um, well, here's my license, and I was like, um, Jimmy, can you look in the glove box for the registration? And you were like, what? And I remember whispering to you, just act like you're looking. I have no idea if there's even one yep. in there. And then you were like, more. And so I was like, I'm trying to find it. I don't know. And the cop's like, okay, I'll be right back. So he goes to his cruiser, comes back, and he's like, hey, can you step out of the car? And I was like, oh, God, I'm getting arrested. You know? And so I, uh, he pulls me to the back of the vehicle, and he's like, all right. He's like, first of all, how long have you had your license? I was like, two weeks. <laughs> and he goes, I can tell you're wearing the same shirt. Which I was wearing the same shirt That's that night awesome. as I oh was God, in the picture. So cool. <laughs> and uh, it was my legal legal shirt. It was the one that looked like I was wearing a suit, mm-hmm. like a lawyer, yeah, that t shirt. <laughs> and um, and I was like, oh. and he's like, okay, so um, you have a uh, your license plate light is out. It was like a tail light out. Um, the tags are registered to a different vehicle. Um. <laughs> <laughs> just all this garbage and you crap. have no insurance <laughs> yeah no insurance yeah. he's like now since it's your first time i'm only gonna cite you for one the cheapest one but you gotta get this stuff fixed i'm like i was like it's my mom's car okay you know mm-hmm. and uh so all right just go have a seat back in the vehicle i'll be with you in a moment i was like all right so i get back in the car i'm like shit <laughs> and uh and all of a sudden, then, like, another car pulls up, like, vroom, and I was like, yeah. they don't need, doesn't need backup for this. Like, you're kidding me? Mm-hmm. And then my cop runs back up to the vehicle. I'm like, why is he running up here? Like, what the hell's going on? And he, like, hands him my license, and he goes, today's your lucky day, and hands it to me, and then takes off. And I yep. was like, I was like, oh, okay. 
And I was like, can we go? <laughs> Do you know why he did that? Well, I assume we got another call that was more important. I don't know. Somebody broke into Merritt Square Mall after closing. <laughs> oh, how do you know that? Because my mom told me about it the next day. <laughs> oh. She said, like, you know, somebody broke into Merritt Square Mall yesterday. I'm like, really? She goes, yeah, there was a ton of cops there and they had to send in dogs after him and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, do you remember that. afterwards that me, me, Dan and Dusty, we <laughs> you're all nervous driving around and we're like, Dude, I think there's a cop behind you. You're like, shut up, man. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we went to Taco Bell right afterwards. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we ran into Kara Feldheim. She was like on a yeah. date. And we're like, hey. And so like this cop pulled over. You want a jungle? And then she's like, oh, cool. And I was like, all right, well, see you later. <laughs> yeah. I was riding my bike down Elm Street one time. Believe it or not, there's an Elm Street in Rockledge. And I was riding mm. my bike down Elm Street, and I see an accident happen. Like in front, I was on my way to your house. And I, Elm Street is over behind where the uh, snow cone place used to be, by the down the street from the the, um, the mental home. You know mm. what I'm talking about? Like the, the hospital for mentally handicapped people. Okay. You know where I'm talking about? Where Jason Wolf lived in that neighborhood? I'm not sure. I don't remember where Jason Wolf lived. Anyways. But there was an accident on Elm? Yeah. Must have been a nightmare for them. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it took me a second. <clears throat> so I see this accident, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, they look so upset. I should probably go check on them. But then I'm thinking, they're going to be like, where the fuck did you come from? Like, <laughs> why are you here staring at us when we just had an accident? And I'm thinking, I'm going to look like a weirdo if I come out of the bushes. <laughs> Hey, are you okay? And then I was thinking, I want them to think I live in this neighborhood. You know what I mean? And so um, <laughs> it was like on school Monday. I'm like, hey, I saw you this weekend. And they're like, where? I'm like, uh, um, in your car? Like, you know, you had an accident? <laughs> and they're like, you saw that? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, why didn't you see if we were okay? <laughs> um, I don't know. You're like, that's, they're like, that's fucked up. Like, you saw us have an accident. You didn't even see if we we're okay. I'm like, well, I was on my on my bike. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, you didn't even see if we we're okay. So they made me feel like shit about it. So, and they weren't kidding. Like, they were serious. They were really funny. So, they're like, I thought you were nice. So yeah. <laughs> well, did you so, ask him like, so you know, are you okay? <laughs> too little, too late, Dick. Yeah, they were kind of they were upset at me about it. She told me years later, she's like, I would have loved it if you would have asked me out. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, really? She goes, oh, I, I would have said no, but it would have been nice <laughs> if you asked. I'm like, you know what? Screw you. <laughs> That's a dick thing to say. <laughs> Will you repeat the question? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So on that note, All right. I guess we'll go ahead and take our first break. Yeah. And uh, when we get back, we're going to dive into this. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna cruise into this. Ah, there we there go. You, you did right. it. You nailed it. Nice. Hell yeah! All right, so we will be back. Hey. 
Hey there, comic book fan. We've got a few questions for you. Were you obsessed with X-Men as a kid? Did you stand in line to get a copy of The Death of Superman in the Black Polybag? Did you buy every Image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves? Then have we got the show for you. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app and remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. are back okay we have the brady bunch yes season five episode 15 entitled the driver's seat mm-hmm. so let's get into this some facts about the episode it first aired january 11th 1974 mm-hmm. written by george dibbles hmm. and directed by kevin's dad jack <laughs> arnold That's according right. to imdb the car in which Marsha learns to drive takes her driving exams and competes with Greg in the obstacle course challenge is a 1974 Chevrolet Caprice classic convertible. Hmm. Yeah. And I think before that ass boat, (laughs) it is right. I think before that they had always used Dodge Chrysler Dodge because he was driving Mm. like a Barracuda. So I think, I guess in season five, they switched to Chevy. The birth date on Marsha's temporary license, August 5th, 1956, is Maureen McCormick's actual birthday. Yeah, I get some more interesting things about that later when we get to that scene. Okay. So Herb Vigran, who played the driving instructor, also played the clerk at the Trading Stamp Redemption Center in the first season episode entitled 5440 in Fight. Mm. You know what else he was in? Did he look familiar to you? Yeah, he just looked like one of those character actors from back then. Probably in a lot of stuff. He was in he was in White Christmas. He played one of the the heads of the nightclub. I'm not familiar with that movie. Oh, okay. So, hmm. All right. So, unless you had anything else, <laughs> I've been Jimmy. <laughs> I've, I've been Tech. Okay. We fade in. <laughs> oh, goody goody. Goody goody and drops. Right. Scene one. We open our show in the living room. We see Alice polishing Mike's banister. <laughs> she grips it from the top and slides the length, the length of it all the way down to the base. Switching sides the whole time, you know, to make sure she does a good job. <laughs> yeah. When she gets to the living room, she bends over, picks up some newspapers that are lying on the floor. I thought it was kind of weird that she like spit on the banister too at the very end. That, that was weird too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And she kept like sucking it through her teeth. It was weird. Like, why do you keep doing that? Um, 
When she gets to the living room, she bends over and picks up some newspapers that are lying on the floor. As she makes her way to the couch, picking up newspaper the entire time, we see that Carol, of course, has been in the living room the entire time, <laughs> apparently not seeing the newspaper all over the fucking floor. <laughs> Alice reads something in the newspaper and approaches Carol saying, oh, hey, Mrs. Brady, take a look at this. My horoscope for today. You will find yourself involved in a new romance. Alice thinks for a moment and says, it's going to create a problem. Carol's standing in a very unnatural position with her hands on her hips and her neck turned 90 degrees. I don't know if you noticed that, but she's like, (laughs) like, it was really strange. But Carol asks, why, Alice? Alice says, because no one's got me involved in my old romance. I'm just a geek with a squeaky voice. (laughs) Screech. What about Sam? Um, Carol just laughs at her maid's misery as Marsha burst into the front door shouting, Mom, Alice, ta-da, behold, a celebrity. (laughs) Alice immediately turns and says, gee, I hate to see the kids come dragging in from school with all that gloom. (laughs) Carol laughs and turns back to Marsha saying, don't tell me, you passed your driver's education test. Test. Marsha quickly says, not only did I pass, I got the highest score in the class. Mm. Carol hugs her saying, oh, Marsha, that's wonderful. I am so proud of you. Marsha, still excited, says, I'm proud of me, too. I've got to go tell Greg the good news and runs off. <laughs> so who's leaving newspapers all around the floor like that? Is it Mike and Carol? Like, they're just like, horoscope, not going to read that. It's got to be because isn't Mike the only one that reads it? Well, those are the only people you really see reading the papers. Right, yeah. <laughs> just, eh, I'm yeah, done with this. <laughs> maybe it was maybe it was the cat that ran off the, over the coffee table and flew the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably it was probably fluffy. Or maybe it's um, the ghost in the attic. But, <laughs> but my, my only con or one of my comments is what kind of slobs live there? Where they like you're saying, they just throw shit all over the floor. Like <laughs> since when is that the Brady's? Um, well, you never see it because, you know, Alice is like Johnny on the spot with that shit. <laughs> so. That's true, yeah. But what happened to her and Sam? She's saying she's not in a relationship. Well, see, I question that too, but she says, no one's got me involved in my old romance. So I guess that doesn't yeah, mean meaning, like she's single yeah. or whatever. I don't know. I guess she's not technically. Well, no, she's fucking engaged. Remember, they exactly. got engaged. Yeah. I was going to say she's not engaged or married, but no, she is engaged. Huh. Somebody's messing around. <laughs> Somebody's messing around. Now everybody thinks like you, Patrice. Sorry. <laughs> Scene two. Outside in the driveway, we see Greg cleaning Mike's car with a look of shock. He walks around the car to Marsha and says, you've got to be kidding. Marsha, who's still excited, probably at the fact she can actually tell people good news, unlike Jan. <laughs> Marsha says, I'm not kidding. Greg, still not believing Marsha, asks, you outscored everybody in driver's ed? Even the guys? Marsha immediately <laughs> gets serious and says, now that's a typical male chauvinist reaction. You're prejudiced against women drivers. Greg gives a half-hearted attempt to defending himself, says, no, I'm not. But goes on to say, not as long as they stay off the roads. <laughs> no. Marsha, now seeing Greg's true colors, says, boy, are you prejudiced? Greg gets mad and says, it's not prejudice. It's just that men are naturally superior drivers. 
Marsha gives Greg a look and says, would you like to back that statement up with a bet, Mr. Male Chauvinist? Greg, Ooh, re- damn. <laughs> Greg replies, anytime. Marsha says, okay, I'll bet you that I get a higher score on my driver's license exam than you got. Greg turns away saying, you're funnier than Lucille Ball. What do you want to bet? Marsha thinks for a moment and says, well, the loser does the winner's household chores for a whole month. Greg thinks, finally stepping closer to her and saying, well, I'll say this. You'll be the prettiest trash man in the neighborhood. Marsha looks at Greg up and down and says, and you'll look cute in an apron. I'll beat you easy. <laughs> Maybe even with both hands. Hell yeah. Spit on my hands first. <laughs> Greg, now giving Marsha a look like they're about to make out, says, Okay, you've got a bet. And no backing out a whole month. Marsha then says, No backing out, but I don't want to get pregnant. Oh. Not back out, not pull out, back out. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> Greg then turns and begins cleaning the car again. Marsha gives a look like she is not quite as confident as she was letting on. You know, the shot irritated me a little bit because they, they just seemed like they were so far apart. They should have been closer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they seemed like they were just miles apart. It's like, damn, why do you got to use that wide of a shot? You can get them in a, in a little tight shot. So I think they should have been closer together. Yeah. My only note was, uh, Jesus, just fuck already. Oh, my God. <laughs> there was a lot of sexual chemistry in that scene. Holy crap. tons. <clears throat> it made me uncomfortable. I was, waiting for, <laughs> I was waiting for Greg to bust out with, I got a bet for you. It's like, don't, don't go there. Don't do that. <laughs> like, don't do that. You know, since we're not blood related, Greg, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, since we'll both be adults soon. I don't know. All right. Scene three. Next, we see Marsha driving the red convertible with Mike in the passenger seat. She executes a perfect left-hand turn, and Mike pats her on the shoulder in pride. Finally, we see Marsha pull into the driveway. Hmm. Uh, that's it. Good job, Jimmy. Thank you. I tried. did that perfectly. Yep. <laughs> I just opened my mouth and out it came. You're almost like uh, Amber Heard's attorneys. Did I read that right? Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You read it perfectly. Good job. <laughs> that was topical. <laughs> it was. That's not evergreen tag. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, I'm I'm joking. Uh, scene four. Up in the boys' room, we see Peter at the desk putting together a model airplane. He closes up the containers of paint, but when he notices paint on his fingers, he goes to the bathroom to try to clean them off. But to his surprise, the door is locked. When he asks who's in there, Jim replies, Me. Peter, wanting to get the paint off his fingers, asks, Well, how long are you going to be? Jan slides open the bathroom door, saying, Resolved. A girl can spend as much time in the bathroom as she likes. Yes or no? Pick a side. Peter gives her a psh and says, You can have both sides. I just want to wash this paint off my hands. Jan, still pointing her finger at Peter, says, Not until you debate me. The subject is, Who has the right to the bathroom? Peter, running out of patience, says, Jan, You've been in the shower too long. Your brain is waterlogged. Oh, burn. <laughs> he then pushes past Jan to wash his hands. Mm. 
I don't get why they don't. Why don't they paint in their damn garage? Why do they keep painting in the bedrooms? <laughs> this is so weird. If I was a kid, my mom would have beat my ass if I painted in my bedroom. Like, oh, but I just realized something. He had he had newspaper down. <laughs> is that why the newspaper was on the floor? Maybe his <laughs> Peter's probably like trying to find a newspaper to use. And he's like, well, I don't want to use a horoscope because you know Alice uses that toss. I don't want to <laughs> use this because they like that. But oh, ads. They don't need that. Boom. If Alice, if I take the horoscope, then Alice will never know what her love life is going to be. <laughs> right. um, and now, isn't the doorknob now covered with paint? I, I would think so, but I mean, I assume it probably dries pretty quickly. I don't know. But at mm. least it got to be a little tacky. <laughs> tacky. <laughs> tacky. Tacky. It's like Yui. It's me. It's me. Right. <laughs> Hands are all me. <laughs> all right. Scene five. <clears throat> In the girls' room, we see Bobby and Cindy sitting down playing checkers. The door leading to the hall slowly opens and Jane walks in. Cindy makes a move, followed by Bobby jumping three of hers and smiling and saying, I win. Hmm. Jane, having watched all this, speaks up saying, maybe Bobby cheated. Hmm. Cindy, getting upset, squints her eyes and asks Bobby, did you cheat? Bobby, offended at the thought, says, no. Jan's just got a big mouth and bad eyes and nappy hair and funny looking earlobes and and then she has ugly feet. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was in there. Jan smiles, looks at Cindy and says, he didn't really cheat, Cindy. <laughs> Cindy, I feel like Eric would do this. Sorry, I, I know the people don't know him, but <clears throat> I hope they will. Cindy still, oh, yeah. Cindy still squinting her eyes asks, then why did you say that? Jan says, it's a debating tactic. I forced Bobby in defending himself by accusing him of something. Bobby speaks up saying, I get enough accusing around here from mom and dad. Jan gets an idea saying, hey, you two accuse me of something and I'll defend myself. <laughs> Bobby thinks for a second and says, you're a whore. <laughs> no, he doesn't <laughs> say that. I just, I just thought that would have been funny if he would have said that. <laughs> I see her try to defend herself. Anyway. <clears throat> Apparently I'm the only one. All right. <laughs> Bobby stands and says, I accused you of being weird. Mm. He then walks out of the room. Jan just sighs, turns to Cindy and says, I'm on the debating team at school. I'm going to be a master debater. <laughs> and I really need practice. <laughs> Choose a subject and pick a side. Cindy, not trusting this, says, okay, I pick Bobby's side. You are weird. Hmm. She storms off to her bed. Jan sits on her bed thinking out loud, won't anybody around here debate with me? She then spots Kitty Carryall hmm. and tells her, you, pick a side. Hmm. Hmm. It's Kitty Carryall. It's kind of nice seeing Kitty Carryall. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a throwback, yeah. Hmm. So apparently debating means being an instigating asshole. <laughs> She's like, maybe he fucking cheated. Like, what? Like, why, would you do, why would you go there? <laughs> Some. Yeah, I see how, it's how easily Bobby beat her at checkers. It's because he's a yeah, because he's a male. That's why. That is, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and you know, you're supposed to know every part of the checkerboard. I bet she don't. <laughs> that's right. Does he even know what like red square B six is? Probably not. No, no, <laughs> no. But I bet she knows what color skirt that is, don't she? No, I'm, I'm joking. That was stupid. Scene six. Down in the kitchen, we see Carol screwing around with something on the stove. Of 
course, while Alice has her back turned doing laundry when Mike and Marsha walk in. Carol asks, well, Mike, how'd she do? She's going to be a great driver? Before Mike could answer, Greg walks in, already putting his jacket on, asking, hey, Dad, can I borrow the car? I'm late for a date. Mike says, answers to questions one and two. Great, honey. And answer to question three, ask Marsha if she's got the keys. Greg looks at Marsha and asks, did you leave the fenders on the car, woman driver? <laughs> Marsha just smiles and says, Dad says I did great. Carol, not thinking anything is funny, turns to Greg and asks, And just what have you got against women drivers, young man? Greg puts on his sleazy smile and says, No offense, Mom, but it's an established fact that men are better drivers. They're always in control. Women are too emotional. Right, Dad? Mike, not wanting any part of this, turns to Greg and says, Listen, it so happens that your mother and sister are excellent drivers. Carol, proud of herself for some reason, smiles, nodding her head at Marcia. Greg looks down at the floor and says, Boy, marriage really takes all the nerve out of a guy. Everyone laughs as Greg picks up his keys and leaves, saying, See you later. So this kind of irritated me a little bit. Like, why is Carol so proud? Since when does she need Mike's approval for something? You know what I mean? Like, she's the one that's always, you know, you know, being pro women, women's lib, you know, feminism. Why does she need her husband's approval to, to for her to think that she's a good driver? Ooh, damn. Like, when did that start? I don't think it's so much that. I think it's just um, he gave a compliment and she liked the compliment. I don't know. Hmm. Um. And it's what's weird is Greg appears to be joking, saying yeah. that marriage takes all the nerve out of a guy. So does does he really believe that women are bad drivers, or is he just kind of trolling Marcia? I think he's mostly just trolling her, I think. Okay, yeah. That's kind of how I took it, too. Yeah. All right. Scene seven. Back in the living room, we see all the kids running down the stairs with their school books in hand, where apparently they give out their lunches now. As Jan passes, Alice tells her, good luck on your debate today, Jan. Jan thanks Alice and asks, do I look okay, mom? Who answers, oh, sweetheart, you look lovely. Now, don't be nervous about a thing. Jan, with a big smile on her face, asks, who's nervous? Carol gives Alice a look and says, I am. And that's <laughs> that, that, that screenshot I took on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <her> like. <laughs> Alice laughs and says, don't worry. I'll put something in your lunch that every master debater can use. <laughs> Jane asks, Vaseline? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Jane asks, what? Alice says, baloney. Yeah. Everyone just laughs. Hmm. As the girls walk out, Marsha tells Jan, when I get my driver's license, I can drive you to school. Jan says, yeah, that'll be super. I can't wait till I get my driver's license. Marsha just laughs and says, we'll be off the air by then, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Marsha says, it won't be that long. Jan simply says, yeah. Then shouts, don't worry, mom. I'll clobber him. <laughs> okay. So follow me here. <laughs> okay. So as Jan walks down the stairs, Alice tells her, Good luck on the debate before Carol had a chance to. Okay. Do you think Carol bitched to Mike about that later? You know, I was <laughs> like, how dare she tell my daughter good luck before I had a chance to say it? Like, she's trying to make me look like a bad mom. I just feel you like... Know, 
I feel like that would be like something Carol Brady would get mad about. Uh, and you know, Mike was like, well, were you going to say it? Well, okay. She reminded me that she had the, I fucking forgot, but she didn't have to make me look bad like that. Like I would have said it if I remembered. <laughs> and it's not, it's not what she says, how she said it. She said, good luck, Jan. And then she looked at me and like with a snooty, you, you just had to be in there. Like it's how she said it. <laughs> it's that same look she gets when she's cutting tomatoes and I have to wash the fucking lettuce. It's that same fucking look. Well, I think um, she was just telling her good luck. I think is all it was. <laughs> no, you were I know women. You weren't there. I know women. You it would have been know. funny if Mike would have slipped up and been like, Well, I mean, Jan needed somebody to wish her luck. <laughs> oh, that is fucked up. You're gonna take Alice's side. Oh, um, not her longer. So <laughs> that freaking blue necklace again. Like Oh my God! She's still wearing wearing it the whole. She's gonna wear it the whole damn season. You need to text me this stuff and go. Hey, she's wearing a necklace in this episode. Look, I'm gonna look next episode, and she's not gonna be wearing it. It's got that that. I really want to know what the purpose that necklace. Like that's got to have some kind of sentimental value to Flohan. It's got to. I don't know. I just don't think they had a whole lot of budget for costumes, as you see. You see a lot of the same yeah, clothes. They, you see, they probably figure, mm, fuck it. I mean, it's gonna be off the air soon. <laughs> oh, okay. Scene eight, and just like that, the kids are back home from school as we see Jan oh. slowly open the door and close it. Carol, who's on the phone, walks over to see Jan walk in the door. Carol immediately says, "Uh, look, Liz, I'll have to call you back. Okay, bye." Jan walks up to Carol and closes her eyes. Carol says, you don't have to tell me. Your team lost the debate. Jan finally speaks up and says, I lost it for them. Me personally. Mm. Carol, confused, shocking, asks, what happened? (laughs) Jan begins explaining, saying, I'll have nightmares about it forever. I knew exactly what I was going to say. Then I got up there and my tongue felt three times too big for my own mouth. And my teachers were staring at me and some boy snickered and I made a dumb noise. (laughs) (laughs) Carol hugs Jan saying, poor baby. Jan says, I froze mother. They had to replace me. I've never been so humiliated in all my life. I guess I can only ever be a master debater in my room alone. (laughs) Carol's like, this is the most humiliation ever. Seriously? Are you sure? (laughs) What about the time we wore a wig to a party? (laughs) The fake boyfriend that wasn't humiliated for you? You don't see anything wrong with that. (laughs) All right. With this. Okay. Jen then runs upstairs to her room. <laughs> I'm so childish with this master debater thing. It's, just, it's so dumb. It's so stupid. Jimmy, it just, Jimmy, it, it needed to be done. Exactly. If too. not us, who? That's true. You're right. Um, Carol looks like <laughs> Carol looks like she followed her out of frame, but then we never saw what happened. Like. I was expecting it to be like Carol, like having a sentimental conversation in the room. And I'm like, why the fuck are we in the kitchen? Like <laughs> Carol just followed her. What happened? So, that kind of bothered me a little bit. Maybe there was a scene that got cut. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I thought it would have been a cool nod if she was on the phone with Kathy Kelly instead of like, whoever the fuck Liz is. 
Yeah, she could have been talking to KKK. <laughs> she could have been like, oh, Kathy, Dwayne said what? No, he didn't. You yeah, know, yeah. Or whatever. You know, and they'd be like, oh, God, those boys. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Matthew is so cute. He is so cute. Mike, isn't he cute? See? He's so cute. <laughs> Like, Carol could have been saying something like, oh, it's not a problem. Greg found him outside sleeping. Oh, I got to go listen. See, that would have been perfect. That would have been a tie-in. Yeah. Well, no. It's all right. Oh, well. She's talking to fucking Liz, whoever the fuck that is. Exactly. Liz. I think she made her up. I don't think she was talking on the phone. <laughs> she's trying to look like, <laughs> like she's busy doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she's just doing that so she don't have to uh, Alice with anything. <laughs> just pretend like she's on the phone. I have a meeting on the phone. <laughs> She just does that thing where she's like, when Alice, uh, Mrs. Brady, like, I'm on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and it just points to the phone. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Scene nine. <laughs> Down in the kitchen, we see Alice hard at work in the kitchen with Greg and Marcia sitting at the kitchen table. So they're in the kitchen. kitchen too many times. They're in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Greg says, I know what would solve the problem. If they had a separate lane for women drivers. Marsha getting mad asks, why do you keep insisting that men are better drivers than women? Greg simply answers, because they are. Marsha mm. getting frustrated and looking for support says, Alice, Alice throws her hands up and says, oh, don't drag me into this, Marsha. I'm strictly middle of the road. Hmm. Greg speaks up saying, which is where you'll find 90% of women drivers blocking traffic. Am I right, Doug? Oh, hi, right. oh. Hell yeah. Greg then, <laughs> Greg then laughs at his own joke, but when nobody else laughs, he says, well, I thought it was funny. <laughs> Marsha, still mad, raises her voice and says, there's nothing humorous about prejudice. <laughs> funny. Where was Marsha the last episode? <laughs> Greg, confusing a car mechanic with a driver, asks, well, let's look at it another way. What's an overhead cam? Hmm. Marsha's eyes get big as she says, how should I know? Greg smiles and says, it's part of the engine. Greg then claims that every driver should know all the parts of a car. Marsha proves a point saying, well, look, I don't know how to build a clock, but I can still tell time. Hmm. Alice chimes in saying, hey, that's a good point, Marsha. Greg sternly looks at Alice and says, somebody talking to you? No, it would have been cool if he did that. Um, Greg sternly looks at Alice and says, I thought you were middle of the road, Alice. Alice quips, well, I just ran into a detour sign. Mm. And then she like snaps her hands, like her fingers. And <laughs> Greg gives Marsha a look and says, you think you're so hot on six wheels. No, on six wheels. <laughs> you think you're so hot on wheels, Marsha. How about sweetening our deal a little? The loser does the winner's chores for six months. Marsha's eyes get big as she asks, six months? Greg, being way too confident, looks away saying, unless you're afraid of losing, of course. Marsha mm. takes the bait asking, who's afraid? It's a bet. Greg laughs, leans in and says, a sucker bet. Mm. As he picks up his books and walks away. Marcia then begins to vent to Alice saying, I'll show him Alice. Women can be better drivers than men. <laughs> Alice supports Marcia by saying, you said it, Marcia. Marcia goes on venting saying, men are egotistical, arrogant, smug, and conceited. Right, Alice? Alice points at her with a sharp right and walks away, but turns back to say, just don't quote me to Sam on that. 
Oh, Sam. You remembered you had oh, Sam. Oh, oh, she does remember his name. Okay, that's kind oh, of cute. Interesting. Right. So, do you ever think Mike and Carol would approve of this bet, like doing each other's chores for like six months <laughs> or like a year? Or like, you know, it's like, I don't see well, how I they think would it would be funny if they had an episode like that where all the kids <laughs> had these bets going to do each other's chores and everything. And the person doing the chores got all the allowance money and the people that won the bet just didn't get anything. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> right. But I mean, so you're telling me like this kid has no responsibilities for the next six months. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could see doing it for like a day or two or maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a week, but not anything longer than that. But the parents are right. Yeah. They're behind it. They're like, okay, well, whatever. It's your life. <laughs> All right. Tackle it. We're going to see if, if what Greg says is right. It's quiz time. Oh, okay. Okay. What does a cam do? Okay, a cam. What's its, what's its purpose? Sure. So the purpose of a cam is uh, it's made of glass, and so the glass cam actually helps the reverberation underneath the engine between the exhaust and uh, the baffling. Okay, that's not <laughs> right, but that's a good answer. Um, what I've is been watching condenser? that new Netflix show bullshit. So, so am I. I knew, cool. We didn't I talk about that either. That's I know awesome. because I was watching it and I was like, I know Jimmy's watching this right now. I fucking Hell know yeah. it. Yeah, I yeah. just forgot to mention it to you. But yeah. I like the one where, where Howie's like, deal or no. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait that's the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. All right. What is it? What is a condenser for? Well, I assume a condenser is like a condenser. Like <laughs> where you yeah, use like. <laughs> well, condenser is where you gather like condensation. The condensation of water that's heated up Close and comes part down. Of the, um, first of all, let me go back. The, the can is what holds the valves open for a certain amount of time so the engine can get fuel and air and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, the condenser condenses your AC Freon back into liquid form so that it can go back through and cool the the um, AC system. Gotcha. Uh, what's the purpose of a CV joint? The purpose of a CV joint is... Um, so it can go in 360 degrees. <laughs> it's basically the drive shaft for a front wheel drive core. And the last one, if you don't know any of these other questions, it's fine. But this one's super important. You should know this one. Mm-hmm. What I kind of oil does your car take? My car takes 10W30. I don't no, know. 5W20. <laughs> I don't know. So see, we just proved Greg wrong because tax a great driver and he don't know right. shit about cars. Huh. And I so appreciate that, Greg. I appreciate you laughing at my answers too. That made me feel nice too. Well, you were you were trying to play Howie Mandel. I know, I know. I'm like, just kidding. <laughs> but like that, um, that reminds me, like real quick story. Like I went to go mm-hmm. get my oil changed at one of those like Jiffy Lube type places. Yeah, and you know, like when you get your oil changed, they give you a little sticker in your car or whatever that mm-hmm. adhesive, and then and then they just kind of grab it and then go, you know, and they go off that. So because that little adhesive says like when they did the oil change, what kind of oil, mm-hmm. all that shit. Anyway, so mine fell off and I was a little overdue on my oil. And so the guy's like, so what kind of oil did they use uh, last time? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> he's Dabbling. like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I thought you'd be like, pen's oil? I don't know. Like, <laughs> Peanut oil? Uh, olive oil? I don't know. And uh, I was like, oh, I, I have no idea. And he goes, oh, was it like FW30 or something? I was like, 5W? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think I, I even know. Motherfucker, it says under the hood. Go look. And, you can uh, pop it in anyways, don't you? 
And he was like, well, I kind of need to know. I was like, I, I don't know. I, I don't have the answer for you. I'm sorry. I was like, I can't imagine I'm the first customer to ever come in here with this issue. And he's like, well, I kind of need to know so we can put the same kind in. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I I if like, you open up really, the hood of your car, there's a sticker that literally tells you not only what kind of oil to put in, but how many quarts to put in. This guy had to go talk to his manager because he had no oh, idea Jesus what to Christ. do. I was like, I was like, really? Like, I can't be the first person who's ever come through here without a sticker. Like, <laughs> what's up with this dude? But I mean, like, I guess I can understand it if you went to like Tires Plus. It was like, hey, if I give you an extra 20 bucks, can you change my oil too i know you don't normally do that and i'm being like sure what the fuck kind of oil do i buy i, I get it because they never change oil but this is i and this isn't me talking bullshit like when i worked for toyota i i worked in the oil change part like that's what i did like mm-hmm. <laughs> and it literally says right under the hood exactly what kind to use and how many quarts like so they oh. got, it must have been his first day i guess i was blown away <laughs> yeah um I honestly thought this thought that Greg was going to take that bet a different way. Hmm. Catch what I'm saying? Going back to the scene where he's talking about betting. Oh, oh I thought that? he was going to take it a different way. The way he's the, the how close they've been. You know, this episode. <laughs> yeah. How about like, you come up, man? It's your sister. <laughs> and one thing too, which I think I mentioned this later, but I might as well bring it up now. Why didn't she bet the attic room, man? Oh yeah, that's a. I go about my attic room. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're right. <laughs> you are correct. And then Greg's like, well, we can just share the attic room, Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> we could put up a thin curtain. You know, you have the side closest to the window. You know, so the light <laughs> shines through the window like in the parody movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Scene 10. Up in the girls' room, we see Jan sulking on her bed facing the door to the room when Marsha walks in. Marsha walks in thinking out loud, saying, that Greg with his superior male attitude. Jan sadly says, I'll trade problems with you anytime. <laughs> Marsha's like, I don't know. I mean, like, my hair, I have to brush like a hundred times. <laughs> I got to wash my hair twice a day, okay? <laughs> Marsha sits on the bed to talk to Jan, saying, you just lost one debate. Big deal. Jan says, it was to me, Marcia says, resolved. Now you can sit there full of self-pity or you can be mature and do something about it. Pick a side. Jan, making a face and still being emo, says, I don't want to pick a side. Marcia says, Jan, you were just scared because it was your first face-to-face debate. Jan says, and boy, did I ever lose face. Marcia speaks up again, saying, but now you know what to expect. You're past the problem. Jan looks at Marcia and says, you make it sound easy. Marcia says, it is. When you look like this. <laughs> it's all up here, pointing to her head. Just psych yourself up before the next debate and you've got it made. You'll be master debating in no time. <laughs> Jan thinks for a moment and says, if only I could. Marcia butts in saying, you can. Money back guarantee. Jan asks, can you give me a better guarantee? You know what money is worth these days. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> Marsha just smiles and nods. Right? 
Oh man, mm-hmm. this e- not in this economy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's strange having her back to the camera in the opening of that scene. I thought it was kind of weird. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. a strange way. They could have done a, a second camera to the side and then show Marshall again. Mm. But, I, don't know, I thought it was a weird camera angle. Um, but yeah, Marshall should take her own advice. I mean, foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And Marsha has confidence. I wonder why. Yeah, right. It's, it, well, it's because she's hot. <laughs> I thought for sure when she was like, um, it's all up here. She points to her head. I thought she was going to like grab her chest, but she didn't do that. <laughs> um, scene 11. Down at the breakfast table, we see Carol and Mike drinking coffee as Alice pours. Alice says, well, today's the big day. <laughs> Mike adds, yeah, we got a double header going. Listen, I predict Marsh is going to pass her driver's test with flying colors. Carol adds, right. And I predict that Jan's going to do great as a master debater today. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it'd be so much funnier that you're just like, yeah. I'm I doing a fart joke, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Master debating. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, it's funny. It's um, funny. <laughs> Alice adds, and I predict that you two are great predictors. Hmm. As Alice walks to put the coffee on the counter, we hear Marsha, Jan, and Greg walk in. Marsha reminds Jan, now remember what I said about psyching yourself up, Jan. Jan says, yeah, but I'm still nervous. Greg adds, oh, relax, Jan. Women can't be great at everything, but they make wonderful debaters. (laughs) Mike hearing this points at Jan and says, listen, do you mind if I offer you a suggestion? Jan says, oh, I'll take any advice I can get, dad. Mike says, there's a famous old story about a man who had to get up and speak in front of some very important people. He was petrified. Well, then he couldn't move. How was he supposed to talk? <laughs> Sorry. Um, Jan says, I'm with him. Mike continues. Yeah, but a friend gave him some advice. Says, look, when you get up in front of those VIPs, you picture them sitting in their underwear. Jan laughs and asks, in their underwear? Mm-hmm. Everyone in the room just laughs. Finally, Carol asks, oh, Mike, is that true? Mike answers, sure it is. Work like a charm, too, because it made him realize that his audience was only human. I mean, you can't be very frightening in your underwear. Alice speaks up and says, oh, I don't know. You should see me in mine. I'm just a geek with a squeaky voice. <laughs> everyone just laughs at their maid's misery. <laughs> Jan turns to Mike and says, I'll remember that, Dad. (laughs) Bye-bye. Only Jan does that, so I always exaggerate when she says it. (laughs) Carol says, bye, honey. Marsha, you're going to meet your father after school? Marsha says, yeah, Dad's going to drive me to the Department of Motor Vehicles, and then I'm going to drive him home with my new license. Hmm. Then we'll have another driver in the family. Greg laughs and says... And then you start doing my chores. Marsha says, no way, Mr. Man Driver. Marsha tells everyone, bye-bye. As Carol (laughs) reminds them, no fighting. (laughs) Okay, so like, the scene opens up with them at the breakfast table, right? And then Alice says, well, today's the big day, you know. He's like, yep, we got a doubleheader. You know, like, I, I... I picture like in Alice's bedroom, she has this calendar (laughs) 
where she just writes everything down. And when she after she gets dressed in the morning, she puts her uniform on because it's all she can wear, and puts her little hair up in the the bun thing, and then mm-hmm. reads the calendar. Okay, today's a big day. We got this. This got it. And then she like walks out there like, hey, today's a big day. You know, oh, we got this going. Oh, you got your meeting with Mr. Phillips, don't you? My good luck with that. You know, and then the whole time Carol's like, fuck. You have a meeting with Mr. Phillips today? <laughs> I was like, well, gotta pay See, attention I get the right feeling. <laughs> I get the feeling that that's actually like not her responsibility, but she gets bombarded with so much last minute shit. Like, ooh, Alice, I have a meeting today. Can you make sure my, you know, or I have a meeting tomorrow. Can you make sure my suit's pressed? And, you know, hey, Alice, yeah. I have this debate thing. Yeah, so I'm going to be late from school. So can you have something ready? And I got a feeling she gets bombarded with so much shit like that, mm-hmm. that, Eventually, she's like, oh, my God, just fuck it. I'm just going to have a calendar in my room. Fuck this. Like, I'm tired of them springing shit on me in the last second. So right. I think it was more about that than it was about her, like, being an overachiever. <laughs> right. Maybe so. <laughs> but another fucking ugly necklace spotting. It's two scenes in this one that she made. Oh. She, she wore in. Um, but Marsha 100% checked out Greg's ass. <laughs> I swear, she checks out every guy's ass that she's in a scene with. <laughs> Like, as soon as they walk away, she looks at the back of the head and looks down at their butt and then back at the back of their head again. <laughs> no. um, did they not have a brief? Like, were abbreviations not invented yet in the 70s? Like, why are they calling it the Department of Motor Vehicles? I'm going to, we're going to drive to the Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I, guess, I guess the, I guess, you know, abbreviations were invented in the 80s. I, don't know. <laughs> I think um, it was more for because kids watch it, so they might not know what the DMV is. But then again, Maybe. Mike said VIPs earlier, so. That's true, yeah. Hmm. It's girls. That's what it is. Oh. They make shitty drivers, and they make shitty abbreviators, too. <laughs> that's true. And that's shitty what it is. checker players, too. That, yeah, that's true. That's what it is. We learned All so right. much. Hmm. What's that? We learned so much from this episode. We do, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, that's you. I was about to, <laughs> I was about to read. Mm-hmm. All right. Scene 12. Outside the Department of Motor Vehicles, we see Mike and Marcia sitting in the convertible. That's for the women listeners. Just make oh, okay. sure they that don't makes know. sense. Okay. Yeah. That way, Jenny knows what, what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. going to be like, the fuck? What the, guys, what's DMV? Like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Mike asks Marcia, you feel okay, honey? Marcia says, terrific, Dad. Especially after scoring 98 points on the written exam. Uh-huh. That's four points better than Greg got. Uh-huh. Mike smiles, says, good girl. And gets out of the car. Just then, a man walks up in the car asking, How are you, sir? Mike answers, Pretty good, thank you. The man replies, Good. Then asks, Marsha Brady? Marsha confirms, Yes, sir. The man sits in the car and asks, All set, Miss Brady? You can start the car now. Marsha speaks up and says, "Uh, Not until you fasten your seatbelt. Oh, man. Mr. Unsafe over here. Mm -hmm. The gentleman laughs and says, Oh, yes. After fastening his seatbelt, he says, all right, Miss Brady, you can start the car now. But instead of starting the car, Marsha looks confused and nervous. The gentleman says again, start the car, please, Miss Brady. When Marsha doesn't respond, the gentleman asks, are you nervous, miss? The gentleman says a third time, turn the ignition on, please. Mike looks on worrying as Marsha shakes her head and starts the car. She then grinds the gears, trying to put it in first. As she begins to pull away, she pops the clutch, squealing the tires, causing the car to stall. When she goes to start the car again, 
She turns on the radio, causing loud static, and comes through the speakers. She adjusts the dials, thinking it helps somehow. <laughs> Trying to start the car again, she turns on the windshield wipers. The wipers go back and forth, back and forth, making Marsha's anxiety set in. She then somehow clicks to put the top up and then back down. Her anxiety and nervousness is skyrocketing as she then begins washing the windshield, making the instructor get all wet. Mike just shakes his head as Marsha looks like she's about to cry. Mm-hmm. So did they have seatbelt laws back then? I didn't think they did. So, yeah, um, if you remember, it might have been season four, maybe it was season three. They recently put in the effect the seatbelt law, and it was like very pre- prevalent in an episode because they kept yeah, showing yeah, yeah. seatbelts, you know. So, yeah. Okay. Um so wait, she can't remember how to start the car. What the fuck? Like, I don't know. Like, she's confusing the key with the radio knob. Like, how is <laughs> Jimmy? She's a woman <laughs> driver. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So I didn't understand this. So to me, it looked like an automatic because I literally saw her when she went to drive. She went pulling the thing <laughs> she down did do that. to I drive. Realized that af- after I wrote all this, I realized I'm like, wait a minute, did she just put it in drive? Like with the steering column? Like what the fuck? Sorry, Jenny. With the stick on the steering. No, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Um, no, but she, she looked like she put it in drive from the steering column. But yeah. th- like you were saying, then she was grinding gears. I mean, I'm, I don't know. Like, yeah. I know it was the 70s, but I mean, if it was like a Model A or something, as I can I can understand it. But I don't think cars were that different in the 70s. There's some cars where you could have the gear here, but like that. The three she- on the tree? But you straight up saw her go, pull it down to drive, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. That's what they call it, though. They called it a three on the tree. I remember (laughs) my first time, I think it was like 16, 17, somewhere around there. And I was up in um, Illinois Mm -hmm. at my dad's for the summer. And my grandfather had this old truck. and Mm -hmm. um, Green? No, not that that truck. It was just like an older, like, Ford or whatever. Ford or Chevy? What did he use? Do you remember? I have no idea. Nope. Um, it is an old truck, like probably from the seventies or something like that, you know? And, um, so, um, he was talking about wanting to move his truck. I was like, I'll move it for you, grandpa. He's like, he was like, Oh, I think it might've been only 15. So yeah. And cause we were just moving it from one part of the yard to the other. And he's like, okay, you can drive a stick. I'm like, yeah, that's all I know how to drive is a stick. (laughs) And he's like, okay. So I get in the truck and I see, you know, the clutch breaking. And I was like, where's your stick shift? Because <laughs> there wasn't a stick shift. And he's like, it's up right. here, you know, by the steering wheel. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, how do you, what do you do? How do you do this? And he's like, well, you have to, your gears are up here. And, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was so confused. I started turning on the radio and going through the dial. No. <laughs> <laughs> start washing the windshield and put the top down um but uh, so he eventually was just like never mind i'll move the truck i was like okay I'm sorry i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i started off on a automatic but yeah i learned how i can drive uh, manual and automatic i want to get a manual to teach my kids how to drive manual yeah. I think it's important. I didn't, I didn't drive my first automatic till I was like in my twenties, early twenties. Yeah. I was like, is it really just gas and brake? I was like, it's like a go-kart. Yeah. Like really that's yeah. all it is. And be like, yeah. I'm like, can't be that easy. 
Because yeah. I've driven nothing but sticks for years. Yeah, because your Volkswagen was a stick. Your Capri was a stick. I think the first one you had was what, your Jetta? Was your Jetta stick too? My vehicle? Yeah. I never had a Jetta. A Golf. My Golf. A Golf, same thing. Yeah, yeah it was a stick too. So your first one was the truck? Uh, that was my no. first automatic was the truck. Yeah, it was the seven truck yeah. Ford. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Scene 13. Back at the Brady residence. Ooh. Oh. Oh. We, see, <laughs> we see Cindy and Bobby on the seesaw when the car pulls up in the driveway. Cindy points and shouts, look, they're here. <laughs> Bobby runs up to the window and says, Marsha, we've been waiting. Cindy runs up too, saying, yeah, take us for a ride. Mike sternly says, not now, kids. Bobby confused says, but she promised to drive us when she got her license. Hmm. Marsha gets out of the car with some attitude saying, by then I'll be too old to drive. (laughs) Cindy asks, what's wrong with her? Mike tells them, well, she did what a lot of new drivers have done. Bobby looks at Cindy in shock and says, you mean she got a ticket because her license plate light was out and her tail light was out and it was registered to the wrong vehicle and she had no insurance and she was wearing the same shirt. She didn't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hmm. All right. Scene 14 in the family room. Marsha is now venting to Carol saying, I've never been so humiliated my whole life. Carol is like, yeah, I believe it. Nothing bad ever happens to you. <laughs> but Jan, on the other hand, I know, right? The yeah. wig and the fucking... Could be worse, George could be glass. Jan, am I right? I mean, she fucked the debate. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> anyway, now she says, uh, I froze at the wheel. Carol, who's doing needlepoint, shocking, Johnny says, Jim. I'm sorry, Marsha, but I'm sure that next time... But before Carol could finish what she's saying, Marsha butts in saying, I'd rather hitchhike through life than to go through that again. Marsha storms off to the kitchen. Mm. As she walks into the kitchen, she's met by Greg, who's apparently been standing there waiting. He immediately says, well, you actually found your way home from the driver's exam. After chuckling, he asks, how'd you do? Marsha tries to hold it in as long as she can, but finally turns to Greg and yells, okay, so you won the bet. Go ahead, make jokes, rub it in. Greg's like, oh, I'm going to rub it in. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I got something you can rub in. (laughs) Greg, taken aback by Marsha's frustration, (laughs) says, hey, I was just teasing you. What happened? Marsha just gives him a look and storms off. Greg leans against the counter and just says, women. Hmm. Um. (laughs) It would have been funny if Marsha was like, Greg drove home, or Mike drove home, asshole. Like, oh, you found your way home? No, fucking dad drove. <laughs> All right. Um, how long has Greg been standing there? Like, what, what if she would went through the front door? Greg's like standing in the kitchen like, I'm going to get her. I'm going to get her. She's about to walk in. <laughs> He's standing there waiting. He's like, so I see, I see you found your way home. Okay, yeah. That's good. I see yeah, that's, that's, that's I, some good shit. Yeah. Get, how many cars did you hit on the way home? No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> So you didn't get lost. Not that it makes sense because dad would have dad would have told her where to go. <laughs> how many how many dogs did you kill? No, that's that's yeah. dark. That's dark. Oh, so you stayed off the sidewalk. No, that doesn't make sense. Staying off the sidewalk. 
<laughs> Everybody's standing there all excited and Marsh comes up behind him. What are you doing? Like, fuck! Damn, I thought you'd come in the back door. <laughs> but so, like, I'd, you get lost? <sighs> fuck. <laughs> She's like, no. Yeah, I, that's why you didn't come in the driveway because you got lost. <laughs> See, I saved that shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nailed it woman driver oh, yeah. <laughs> but also like he's finishes the scene going women that's your yeah. sister man like you didn't act like you're having women problems that's your sister <laughs> you can't use that you can't say women can't live with them right well it's your sister so you can actually like it's your fucking sister <laughs> and you can live without her it's your sister yeah god all right. <laughs> Scene 15. In the living room, we see Bobby and Cindy walking in from the kitchen saying, Mom, Dad, can we say something? When Carol asks, about what? Cindy says, about Marsha's problem. Bobby says, yeah, see, we've got some fantastic ideas on how to handle it. <laughs> Mike leans back, puts his hand behind his head and says, good. How would you handle it? Cindy begins saying, well, if she were my daughter, I'd make her write out 500 times I flunked the driver's test. Mm. Carol, confused at where this is going, says, yeah, well, that that's a thought. Bobby continues, and if she were my daughter, I'd stop her allowance for a whole year. Mike, who's been taking this all in, asks, if you should flunk your driver's test, is that what you would like me to do to you? Cindy and Bobby turn to each other. Finally, Bobby says, let's think of something else. And they walk off. Mike and Carol just laugh. <laughs> Alice, who's walked up while the kids were talking, asks, Mrs. Brady, do you figure that Marsha will be joining you for dinner? Or shall I fix her a tray for a room? Carol answers, maybe you should make that two trays, Alice. Alice, surprised, asks, two trays? Carol's like, because you ain't sitting at the fucking table. (laughs) (laughs) But while we're stopped, that's telling. Why? Because the way Alice words it specifically, she says, "Um, shall I fix, um, uh, shall I fix up a tray for, no. Um, Mrs. Brady, do you figure that Marsha will be joining you for dinner? And she says it like that specifically. She doesn't say, will Marsha be eating dinner with us? Or will Marsha join us for dinner? She says, will Marsha join you for dinner? So that's further proof. Not that we needed it, but further proof that they make Alice go sit in the fucking kitchen and eat. (laughs) Because she specifically says, join you for dinner. That's Mm -hmm. fucked up. Mm -hmm. Um, Mike looks up from his newspaper and says, depends on how Jan does today in her big debate. Alice thinks for a moment and says, just to be on the safe side, why don't we move the dining room table up into the girls' room? Oh. Carol and Mike just laugh. Just then the front door opens, and it's Jan. She looks into the living room and with a huge grin exclaims, Alice! Finally seeing Mike and Carol, she says, Oh, Mom, Dad, we won the debate. I'm a master debater. <laughs> I really clobbered my opponent. First, I psyched myself up like Marcia said, and then your idea really worked, Dad. When I imagine the audience, all of the teachers there in their underwear, I could hardly keep from laughing. Mm-hmm. You should see my principal in his boxer shorts. And she didn't like bit her bottom lip for some reason. Like, weird. <laughs> Alice, Mike, and Carol just laugh. Mike finally says, 
Well, I'm glad it helped. Jan then asks, how did Marsha's driver's test go? Funny, Marsha never asked how Jan's went. Hmm, funny how that works. Hmm. Carol gives Jan a look and says, I'm afraid it didn't go as well as your debate, honey. Jan looks genuinely depressed, saying, darn. She walks away to check on Marsha. Hmm. Okay, so my first note, why why does Bobby and Cindy care so much about riding in that car? They've probably ridden in that car a thousand times. Like, like why is it so special for them to ride in that car? You mean ride when Marsha's driving? I guess, yeah. Like, yeah, what's the big deal? That's like, exciting. I guess. Um, but also, like I said a minute ago, further proof that Alice sits by herself. Will Marsha mm-hmm. be joining you for dinner? That's fucked mm-hmm. up. That's fine. Yeah. I feel bad for Alice. Mm-hmm. All right, so Tack, this is where we take our next break. Mm-hmm. So Jan seemed to succeed with, with Marsha's advice. So now Jan's a full-on master debater. <laughs> but Marsha doesn't seem to listen to herself. Hmm. Will Marsha come through, or will she prove Gregor right by being yet another dame driver? <laughs> <laughs> we will be back. Okay. Coming in the fall of 2022, Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel inspired by the toys and cartoons of the 1980s. Click the link in today's show notes to preview now. The book follows 11-year-old Tommy Grant, who is trying to deal with some unfavorable circumstances in his otherwise tranquil life in rural 1980s Ohio. He retreats to the thing he loves most, the Order of Cosmic Champions. A long-running animated TV program and line of toys that provides Tommy with a much-needed boost of joy, especially when he discovers that the manufacturer is holding a nationwide create-a-character contest. The winning design will be made into an action figure and be sold the world over, with its creator becoming president for a day at the headquarters of the manufacturer. But when Tommy's character design loses out, his world begins to crumble, and you can only think of one way to fix it. Find the kid that submitted the winning design and try to convince him to help make Tommy's dream come true. Visit orderofcosmicchampions.com now where you can read about the inspiration for the new book. Watch the teaser trailer. Listen to the official theme song, Stand or Fall by Stan Bush. See action figure designs based on the Order of Cosmic Champions characters and sign up for updates on the novel's progress and upcoming release date. That's orderofcosmicchampions.com or click the link in today's show notes. Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel by Anthony Rapino and Anthony Great, coming in the fall of 2022. And we are back. All right. That was good. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I peed. It was, 
was a good, <laughs> it was a good PP. pee pee's too. So, <laughs> I since uh, <laughs> this episode. <laughs> Yeah, it has to do with like women drivers and men drivers. I decided right. to do a little bit of research on it to see okay. who really is a better driver out of men okay. and women. So statistically, it's probably not those freaking dames. Tell you that much. <laughs> so statistically, women are actually better drivers than men. There was a report done in the UK that from 2005 to 2015, men caused more road fatalities than women. Oh wow. Also interesting to note, men statistically drive further distances than women do. On average, men drive 16,550 miles per year, whereas women drive 10,142 miles per year. So what does that tell us? That Um, they have more accidents faster? (laughs) (laughs) Shorter distances, whereas like, so if I was driving from here to five houses down, and he got in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Or if I was driving from here to California and got in a car accident, wouldn't my driving be better? Well, I feel like it's not it's not apples and apples because if you think about it, when you're on the highway, most of the time when somebody has an accident on the highway, it's I would I would say it's vehicle malfunction. It's either hydroplaning, black ice, or vehicle malfunctioning. But around town then it opens up because they say most of the time when you get in an accident, it's within what they say, like five miles from your house or something. Something like that. So I would say if men are driving further, it's probably on the highway and stuff. Yeah. So if you have an accident on the highway, I mean, that's a lot different than having an accident going 30 miles an hour through a neighborhood, you know? It's true. So what did we really learn from the statistics? Uh, that women suck at driving. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't think that. Up. <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, well, these are two totally different studies that weren't related to each other. I just found both interesting facts, and I was like, well, right. I mean, if you're getting accidents driving from here to Walmart, and we're getting in accidents, but driving from here to California, doesn't that show that we just are better drivers? <laughs> so I don't know. Possibly, yeah. It depends. Yeah. Like if it's if it's a case of. You know, like you said, men have men drive sixteen thousand miles per year on average. Women drive ten thousand miles, you know, per year on average. Mm-hmm. You know, if the 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 differences are comparable to the differences in driving, then okay, then then you can average it out and say, you know, on average they they get in so many accidents per mile. You know, like yeah, point two accidents per mile, or whatever. So, so that those numbers aren't really that telling. I would yeah. if it was me, I would break it down further. Break it down. But that is yeah. interesting. What what is your opinion? Do you think there's a difference in male versus female drivers or um no, no, not really. I think there's the only the only difference um is the old the old joke about guys not wanting to ask for directions. I think there's some truth to that. I mean, in nowadays that there's GPS. Yeah, it doesn't so matter anymore, but it yeah. doesn't matter anymore. Um which that's a huge pet peeve of mine, but I'll get into that in a second. Um <laughs> Peppy from Jimmy. That's weird. Um, <laughs> but I think there's some truth to guys not wanting to ask for directions. That's the only thing I think sure. if, if anything, women are better at that, but yeah. Um, but yeah, like every once in a while I get stuck behind somebody going to work or coming home or something that's having to slow down to like fucking 20 miles an hour to read street signs. Like, why are you not? I know damn right. Well, you have a GPS on your phone. Why aren't you using it? <laughs> 
Why am I having to drive 20 miles an hour? Cause your dumbass is reading street signs. Like, why am I having to go through that? And this it's, it'd be different if it was like on a side road in the neighborhood where the speed limit's only like, you know, 15 or 20 miles an hour anyways. But this is on yeah. like the major road, like Emerson that comes into, you know what road I'm talking about that comes in where the speed limit's like 45 and okay. everybody behind him is having to drive 20 because he has to read the fucking street signs. Like <laughs> it's a huge, huge pet. And I apologize if any listeners do that, but it's a huge pet peeve of mine. <laughs> Use MapQuest yeah. at least, at the very least. Like, Jesus. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Holy <Map> shit. Quest. <laughs> <sighs> Man. That's a little way back machine, huh? It is. Using yeah. MapQuest. Who did we know? We knew somebody that printed out MapQuest. Who was it? I used to all the time. Well, no, this was somebody that I talked to just like in the last oh. five years that were still use MapQuest. Yeah, no, yeah. There was somebody. Yeah, somebody I know too. No. Somebody was like, yeah, I'll just print out a MapQuest. Oh, Eric. I think it was Eric. It was Eric. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like, Eric uses MapQuest. Like, what the fuck? Are you Amish? Like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so to clear everybody in, that's the second time we've re- referenced Eric on the show. Yeah, <laughs> um, me and Tack did. I I think it was our first podcast ever. Yeah, um, it was a podcast called Taint Funny. <laughs> taint, like yeah. as in your taint, you know, Taint Funny. And um, it was with me and myself and Tack, and then Eric and a guy named John. And um, Eric is just he's and he's just inherently funny. Like he's just a funny guy. Like yeah. Um, yeah. And so we did a couple of YouTube videos. If you look really hard, you can find them. And one of them was about, um, what some of the, uh, Chewbacca's Wang. Yeah. We mastered debated like that a, one. Yeah. On whether it was like, like a dog or whether it was like a person. Yeah. Uh, we did, uh, the, the public service announcement. What was it called? Where will you be? Uh, where would, where, where do about, you do it? Where do you do yeah, it or something about like that? podcast awareness? And we were trying to yeah. make it sound like it's a sex crime. Uh, but if you watch <laughs> these videos, the funniest person in the video is Eric. Like and he's always yeah. just, and we, he blows <laughs> away. We're just like, are you kidding? Like there was one <laughs> shot in the public service announcement where <laughs> the premise of it was we were, and we were all getting in front of the camera and talking about places. And you find out later in it that it's places that we were caught listening to a podcast. Yeah. But we were making it sound like it was places we were master debating, you know? <laughs> and um and so Eric gets up there and he starts he thinks of something and he says it and he starts cracking up. So he's like at a funeral and he's cracking yeah. up. Totally yeah. like screws it up, laughing. And then we're tax off screen going, just keep going, keep going. So then Eric tries to compose himself. He says, <clears throat> it was a funeral. And then one of us off camera says, what? I think it was John goes, what? And Eric tries to get serious and goes, it was, it, it was a funeral. Yeah. And then there's a long pause and Eric looks down at the floor and looks really serious and he goes, it was a funeral. And oh my God, we lost yeah. it. It was so good. Oh my God. Yeah, that's the secret with the Eric in the filming. You have to let the camera just go. <laughs> God. And just keep it rolling with Eric because yeah. he will do stuff. Yeah, it was great from going from like him cracking up to looking like he literally had oh tears my God, in his eyes. It was amazing. Like, it was a funeral. As soon as the camera stopped, all of us was like, oh my God, that was incredible. Holy crap. <laughs> so we're trying to get, I don't know if you want to say it, but we're trying to get Eric on the show. Yeah, um, yeah. Not permanently, <laughs> uh, but we're trying to get him on the show because he's a really, really funny guy. Uh, a really genuinely funny guy. So we're trying to get him on. Um, so yeah, look for that. 
Yeah, he was supposed to be on this week's on this episode, but um, right. scheduling conflicts. Exactly. But uh, hopefully next week. And uh, yes. we think you guys will like him. We, we think, think so, you will. Yeah. I don't want you guys going, oh, another person is supposed to be attacking Jimmy. I gotcha. Yeah. But just, you'll like Eric. He's cool. Yeah. He's Eric's, funny. Eric's a nice guy. He's a cool guy. Yeah. He's like us. Yeah. Don't worry. It's not going to be some jackass on here like, ah, here, listen to me, fart, you know, or something. Yeah, it's, it's not like not we're bringing like on some weirdo that's going to be like, and then you dress in a chicken costume on the off-ramp of the freeway. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that was a say goo to another podcast. See what I did there? Good times, good times. All right. You ready to... To cruise back into, I already used that. Uh, one. You ready to put this podcast back in gear? <laughs> God, you are a true gift to this I show. Just, man. I opened my mouth and I came. Yep, it was weird. You're on fire. I am. So, just to recap, when we left off, Marsha. Why did I say it like that, Masha? <laughs> Marsha, <laughs> Marsha was wallowing in her own misery, while Jan was riding the success train. <laughs> will Marsha get a do-over and succeed or will she be like Alice and take the bus her whole life <laughs> Alice fucking knows the bus schedule you realize Alice, how I, have to the, I have to get the library tomorrow what should I do oh we just fucking take this bus and then this bus to this bus and you realize how fucked up all this is to Alice right because she's <laughs> like I fucked up my driver's exam what kind of moron can't pass a driver's exam Alice is like Cool. Thanks. Well, guys. she never took it, so right. So, hmm. That's still fucked up, Dallas. Well, I sure hope I have the drive to get through this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, I'm not. Only, you're not the only gift on the show, Jimmy. Right on. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget to add the the bumpers. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> Scene 16, <laughs> up in the girl's room, Marcia sits in front of the mirror, feeling sad. Jan walks in and says, hi. Marcia sadly says, hi. <laughs> Jan says, I heard about what happened. Marcia says, I'd rather not talk about it. How'd your debate go? Jan says, fine. Thanks to you. I master debated all over the place. <laughs> Marcia says, Yeah. And then walks over to the bed saying, oh, I am really great. Jan throws Marsha's words back at her and says, resolved. You can sit there full of self-pity or you can be mature and do something about it. Pick a side. <laughs> she didn't say it like that, but Marsha says, Jan, I, I don't want to pick a side and stop throwing my own words at me. Jan says, well, they happen to be good words. You were just scared because it was your first try. Marcia states, well, from now on, I'm going to be a devout pedestrian. <laughs> Jan sighs, walks into the closet and says, you can dish it out, but you can't take it, huh? Oh, dang. Marcia asks, what's that supposed to mean? Jan says, well, at least I had the courage to try your advice and dad's too about the audience in their underwear. Jan walks out with a dress in her arms. Marcia says, well, my situation is different. And maybe even worse. Jan asks why. Marsha says, because I'm Marsha fucking Brady. <laughs> because it happened to me. 
And Jan giggles at what she said. And after thinking about it, Marsha too then giggles at what she just said. <laughs> yeah, that that um that was that would have been funny if if um um if Jan would have or if Marsha would have busted out with damn it, Jan, like that wasn't real advice. That was me just trying to make you stop being fucking emo. Like I wasn't serious. I was trying to be nice. Like that wasn't real advice. Get the fuck away from me. That just would have been funny. Don't make me a loser. That ain't my fault. Fucking- you, that ain't my fault. You fucking bought it. Like that wasn't real advice. Go make up another boyfriend and go buy a wig. <laughs> fucking loser. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Don't you have to work at the fucking ice cream shop? Get away from me. <laughs> Yeah, whatever happened to that job you fucking stole from me? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're the most popular girl in your class, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the best way to cheer up Marsha is for Marsha to look at Marsha in the mirror. <laughs> makes I like how better. that's what they opened with. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking in the mirror. She's like, mm, yeah, I'm actually a beautiful crier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. C-17. Up in the attic room. <laughs> Marsha walks up the stairs. If I had the attic room, I would have got my license the first time. <laughs> I shouldn't even have to walk up these stairs because I should already be in the attic room. <laughs> All right. Marsha walks up the stairs while Greg is sitting on the bed reading a book. Marsha says, Greg, about our bet, Greg says, look. Forget about that. It was just a fun bet. That's all. Marsha disagrees and says, no, I lost and I have to do your house chores for six months. How about a new bet? (laughs) If you know what I'm saying. (laughs) And I think you do. Hell to the air. (laughs) No, that's not what she said. Um, Greg appears intrigued as Marsha goes on. I'm going to take my driver's exam again. Greg says, just pass the test. That's enough. Greg chuckles and adds, no bets. It's too much pressure for a girl. Mm-hmm. Greg goes back to reading his book while Marsha taunts, are you chicken, Gregory? Oh, shit. Damn. That made him hard as shit, too, when he Hell said yeah. <laughs> Greg looks at her and asks, me, chicken? Marsha spices up the deal a little and adds, the loser does the other's house chores for a whole year. Oh, shit. Greg stares at her with concern. He stands up and puts his hands on her shoulders, spinning her around and says, Marsha, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was just a very, like, creepy scene. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Marsha sits. Greg says in a calming tone, I think you're having a dizzy spell. And then snickers <laughs> at his own joke. Marsha, not backing down, asks, is it a bet or not? And this time, I'm going to beat your exam score. Hmm. Greg crosses his arms and says, okay, woman driver, it's a bet. Marsha holds out her hand and Greg shakes on it, and they just stare into each other's eyes. (laughs) Yeah? No? More like this? (laughs) Yeah, I thought he was really going to try to fuck her there. Oh, God, yeah. Hell yeah, that seemed like it. I thought he was (laughs) going to like yet again. I was expecting him to be like, let's do a new bet. Like, whoa. (laughs) And then he's like, Marsha. And he gets up, spins her around, puts her down on his bed, and he's like, 
<laughs> Sit down. <laughs> You're not going to get paid today. <laughs> but he was 100% looking down her shirt. <laughs> My wife actually pointed out. She's like, he is totally looking down her shirt. I mean, like, you think so? She's like, yes, 100% he's looking down her shirt. Um, But yeah, when he grabbed her arms, I was like, what the fuck? I thought they were going to start making out or something. Like, like he just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> Marsha Brady, I can't take it anymore. They're just going to start making out or something. <laughs> Marsha Brady. <laughs> Marsha Elizabeth Brady. Yeah. I don't know what her middle name is, but. I <laughs> <laughs> seen 18 back at the Department of Motor Vehicles. Oh, yeah. The same driving instructor walks out to Marsha sitting in the car. Okay. As he's walking up, Mike says, she's all yours, honey. Just remember all the things we talked about, okay? Marsha confidently says, I'll be fine, Dad. What happened? The way, it's, the way it's written, it makes it sound like Mike called the DMV instructor, honey. <laughs> That's awesome. As you said, as he walks up, Mike says, she's all yours, honey. <laughs> Oh, sorry. That was just funny. Sorry. (laughs) Should I rephrase it or? No, no. It's just funny like it is. It's awesome. Okay. (laughs) Hey, Mike's got to, you know, Mike has to try to get her to pass somehow. (laughs) Marsha confidently says, I'll be fine, dad. Mike exits the vehicle as the instructor says, how are you today, sir? Mike (laughs) jokingly says, once we get out of the garage, it was all right. Marsha says, dad. The instructor just laughs. He gets into the vehicle as he says, well, I hope you're better prepared this time, Miss Brady. (laughs) Marsha says, yes, sir. I think I am. He says, well, let's find out for sure. He then tells her, and my uh, seatbelt is fastened. You can start the car now. Marsha says, yes, sir. Marsha thinks to herself and begins to choke again. Mike looking a little worried with concern on his face. The instructor repeats, start the car, please. Here we fucking go again. <laughs> this time, Marsha looks over at the instructor and sees him in his underwear. Oh. <laughs> Marsha begins to crack up at the sight of this. The instructor just looks at her like she's crazy and asks, something funny, Miss Brady? Marsha looks at him up and down. And down again and says, Mm -hmm. if you only knew, and she starts the car as she continues to laugh. Mike giggles to himself, knowing the trick she's using. Marsha then puts the car in gear and drives away. Mike just stares at his baby girl with pride. Aww. Aww. What's up? Did you notice the very last part of the scene? Marsha like sticking her tongue out in a weird way. (laughs) I did see that. Yeah. So my note says she's supposed to be turning the car on, not the instructor. (laughs) (laughs) We we need a rim shot for that. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, oh. Scene 19. In the den, we see a shot of Marsha's new temporary driver's license. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Marsha stands proud next to Mike. Greg says, congratulations, a temporary driver's license. He leans into her and asks, what kind of score did you get? Marsha says, 92. <laughs> Greg boasts, four points less than I got. Ooh, damn. Marsha reminds him, but I got 98 on the written exam. That's Ooh, four damn. points higher than you. 
Mm. She snatches back her license. Mike says, so you both scored 190. Greg sighs and says, well, I guess that sort of cancels our bet, doesn't it? You lucked out. Mike says, I don't think it was luck. Marsha's a good driver. Marsha says, I just wish we could settle this some way. I'd prove I'm as good a driver as you are. Greg chuckles and says, that'll be the day. You'd fold under pressure like before. Damn, that's mm. fucked up. Mm-hmm. Mike, with his thinking cap on, says, you know, maybe there is a way we can settle this. Greg says, I'd love that. Marsha agrees and asks, how? Mike goes on. Truck driver style. They have a Ew, big contest. Right. I don't <laughs> think I want to know what that is. <laughs> I've seen Dumb and Dumber. I know what the fuck they do. Um, <laughs> Gross. <laughs> they have a big contest every year to find the best driver, right? Greg confirms, I saw it on television. Mike says, so did I. They set up regular obstacle courses for the drivers. We can make up one of our own. Marsha and Greg just look at each other. Hmm. I think uh, <clears throat> that'd be cool. I'd like to see a truck driver challenge like that. Yeah, right. But <clears throat> okay, so let's talk about the license here. Okay. You said that she was seventeen. Yeah. Um, also five three and ninety five pounds. Right. And the issue date on it is January fifteenth, nineteen seventy four. And of course, yeah, like I said, her real birthday was, which was August fifth, nineteen fifty six. Okay. And she got her license on January fifteen seventy four. So she was seventeen and a half almost. Okay. She turns eighteen that year. Okay. Like in six seven months, she turns eighteen. Why did she wait so long to get her license? Well, do we know what the rules were in California? Maybe that's how long you had to I wait. I tried looking it up, and it said sixteen. Oh, okay. Hmm. I don't know. That's weird. Also, I thought it was kind of funny. There was no city listed. It just said city. (laughs) (laughs) And it also had the number 56448 above the address, which I was thinking, is it a zip code? Like, if it is, then it's for a place called 50 Lakes, Minnesota. (laughs) I don't know. Which is weird. I don't know. I thought it was weird that it was a paper license. I know it's just temporary, but paper? Yeah. I think they did that back then. They did, like, these temporary licenses. You get your laminate it? Yeah, it's just something you get temporary and you get your real one in the mail, I think, because um, it took time. It's not like. Oh, okay. See, I wasn't no, sure if temporary meant like literally temporary or if that was just like a learner's permit. So I was saying no, the same thing. Temp- I'm like, she's that old. She's getting her learner's permit. But no. Okay. Yeah. Scene a 20. Later, Mike and the boys are out setting up an obstacle course for the battle of the sexes. We see them setting up cones around a large parking lot. Sorry, pylons. Yeah, you got to get the right terminology. As they say. All the ladies, along with Alice, huddled together, not taking part in man's work, <laughs> discussing a plan. <laughs> As Greg places the last cone, Mike huddles all the Bradys up together and says, All right, everyone. Now the parking lot is empty, so there's no problem with other cars. Now the idea is to drive through the obstacle course without hitting any of the pylons. Greg asks, What the fuck is a pylon? No. <laughs> Do you mean cones? <laughs> What are skyrockets? <laughs> Greg asks, and whoever hits the least wins, right? Mike confirms, right. Marsha asks, suppose we end up at another tie. Carol says, oh, your father already thought of that. <laughs> Mike goes on, thank you, Carol. Anyway, <laughs> after you complete the course, keep on going until you get to that pylon. Mike points and they all look. He goes on, now if you're tied, the one who stops closest to it without touching it 
wins. Marcia says, well, we could still be tied. Greg says, oh, dreamer. Peter pipes up for the first time in a while and says, hey, dad, how if someone barely... Yeah, he says it weird. This is exactly how I said it. Hey, dad, how if someone barely touches that pylon? <laughs> Carol says, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Carol's like, chimes in. Again? <laughs> <laughs> Carol chimes in. Your father already thought of that too. Mike says, "Thank you." <laughs> Fuck. Mike's <laughs> like, "Can I have one, please? Can I just have this one thing?" <laughs> Mike says, "Yeah, the truck drivers contest has an electronic beeper. We have something a little more primitive." Alice. Alice clucks like a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> As she pulls out the egg out of her pocket. They all just laugh. And then Mike's like, okay, can you really pull out the thing you're supposed to <laughs> The fuck was that? No. Mike takes the egg from Alice and walks over to the cone. I mean, pylon. Places it on top. He says, anyone who knocks the egg off the pylon is a loser. <laughs> <laughs> It's dull. D U L <laughs> is a loser. I love how he worded it. It's awesome. Hmm. <laughs> so why does everybody need to be there? <laughs> why wouldn't they be there? This is fun. I guess. Um, where'd they get all those cones from? I don't know, but cones are expensive. Excuse me. Right? Cones. Yeah. I don't know what cones are. Oh, pylons. Sorry. Oh, pylons. I'm, I'm wondering if they got it from that because it was a construction company website that they're in. Website. Uh, construction <laughs> company uh, parking lot they're in. So I wonder if it's yeah. just friends of Mike's because he's an architect. Apparently yeah. architects and construction is the same, apparently. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe so. All right. Scene uh, 21. First up is Marsha. She's in the driver's seat and ready to go. The family all watch in anticipation. Marsha puts the car in gear and then takes off like a flock of turtles. <laughs> she weaves in and out of the first half of the pylons, see, like a champ, not hitting a single one. The family all cheer her on as Mike gives encouragement. She rounds the end and starts heading back around more pylons, see that time, without hitting a single one. Now it's all up to the final pylon, see, with the egg on top. She pulls closer and closer. Yeah. And closer. Oh, yeah. And then comes to a stop just before the pylon. They all Ugh. cheer. Mike yells out, fantastic. Alice runs over with a measuring tape to see just how close. Greg, trying to see, asks, how close is she? Alice pops back up from measuring and announces an inch and a half. Mike beams with pride and says, oh, terrific. Marsha jumps out of the car and runs up to see just how close she got. Greg and, and the boys. Carol's like, inch and a half ain't that terrific, Mike. <laughs> see, an inch and a half is not that big. Um, <laughs> Greg and the boys scoff as Greg says, Psh, talk about lucky. Bobby crosses his arms and says, yeah. Peter asks, do you think you can get closer than that? Greg tries to appear confident and says, oh, yeah, sure. Bobby, always sticking up for his big brother, says, you'll show her. Carol now says, your turn, Greg. Greg now contemplating his decision on the challenge. 
thinks for a second and then says, right. And gets in the car. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was impressive though. Her getting that close. I found myself wondering how they shot it because the cone was there and she obviously couldn't hit it. You know, it would have ruined the shot. Yeah. Um, Probably took like a hundred takes because she's yeah. a woman. Why didn't they just do it in reverse? Yeah, you know what I mean. True. They could have showed. They could have put the you know put the cone up to the car and had somebody mm-hmm. slowly back the car up, and then that would have been the close up shot that they. Yeah, <clears throat> hmm. they they could have had a spotter whoever was driving, whether it was her or not. Just going, keep going, keep going, and stop. You know. Yeah, they could have just put like a stop in front of the in, in front of the wheels so that the car stopped by itself. Yeah, that's true. But anyways. Um, she kind of looked like Kermit the Frog driving it because she's so tiny in that big ass <laughs> car. Because they even said she's only ninety five pounds. I'm like, what? Five foot four? <laughs> five Jeez. three? Five three? Damn, she's tiny. That's, that's like Caitlin, but Caitlin weighs more than she does. <laughs> All right, scene twenty two. Greg now in the driver's seat sets off. He waves in and out. Nope. He weaves <laughs> in and out. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi. He's in a fucking parade. (laughs) He weaves in and out of the first few pylons without any issue. The family cheer him on. He continues doing well in the first half. And now for the second half. He weaves in and out around them with no issues. Coming close, but not hitting a single one. Greg thinks to himself, I gotta do better than an inch and a half. (laughs) Come on, Marcia's buddy. Laugh at me. Bigger than that. <laughs> Marsha will never. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I gotta win. I gotta beat Marsha. As he rounds the last pylon, he pulls closer and closer to the final pylon with the egg. He pulls closer mm-hmm. and closer. Uh-huh. Still thinking to himself, I gotta do it. I gotta do it closer and closer he gets until finally accidentally revs the engine and plows right through the pylon knocking the egg off and breaking it. Damn it, Greg. He breaks suddenly, scaring the shit out of the entire family, especially Mike who is right in front of the car. (laughs) (laughs) The girls begin to laugh. Greg just looks down in disappointment at himself. Mm -hmm. Marsha walks over to Greg, still sulking in the car and says, Greg, You can forget about the bet. You don't have to do my chores. Greg says, I lost. I'll pay. Marcia says, the important thing is we're both good, safe drivers. Not who knocked off the egg. Greg, still feeling down, says, yeah, sure. Just then, Mike and Carol walk over. Greg turns to his parents and says, you don't have to say it. This time, I folded under pressure. Mike says, well, it can happen to anybody. Carol says, excuse me, can I say a few words? Mike says, nope. And that's the end of the episode. That's awesome. No. <laughs> Carol says, excuse me, can I say a few words? Carol goes on, somebody around here owes me an egg. And they all just laugh. My, my wife was watching this with me and she goes, don't you mean Alice? <laughs> exactly. She's like, what is she going to do with an egg? <clears throat> um, my my first thing on my note says, dumbass, talking about Greg. I say, is he like one of these old people in Florida that confused the gas pedal with the brake? 
Like, what the fuck? Like, how do you do that? Like, your foot shouldn't even be anywhere near the gas pedal when you're going that slow. How in the hell right. did he, like, is he driving like a race car driver with one foot on the gas, one on the brake? <laughs> I don't know. Unless he was like completely off both <clears throat> pedals. It was like, I should break here and then accidentally hit the gas instead. But I mean, Marsh is like, mm-hmm. well, at least we're both safe. Dri-. He's not a safe driver. If he revs <laughs> up the engine going that slow, he's not a safe driver. His foot shouldn't be anywhere near the pe- near the gas pedal. <laughs> and he almost ran over his dad. Exactly, so. yeah. <clears throat> Scene 23. Later in the backyard, Peter is laying out on a fold-out chair reading a magazine. Bobby and Cindy pull up on their bikes. Bobby asks, Peter, will you be our judge? Peter asks, what for? Cindy says, Bobby and I made a bet on who's the best bike rider. Peter laughs and asks, what did you bet? Bobby says, same thing as Greg and Marcia. The person that comes closest to the stop line without going over wins. Cindy adds, and the loser has to make out with it. No. <clears throat> and the loser <laughs> has to do the winner's chores for a whole year. Peter says, Well, first, you better look at something, Bobby. Peter points into the house. Bobby and Cindy look over. They see Greg over an ironing board, ironing away all Marsh's clothes, unaware that anyone is watching him. Greg picks up the iron and thinks that it may not be hot enough. He touches it and burns his finger and then continues to iron. Cindy begins to laugh along with Peter. Bobby looks as if he's lost respect for his big brother and rethinks his decision. (laughs) He says, it'd be too easy to beat a dumb old girl anyways. And he rides off. Cindy rolls her eyes and says, chicken. <laughs> Did you notice at the beginning of the scene, like when it first fades in, Christopher Knight is like laughing to someone off screen. <laughs> I didn't notice at all. <clears throat> kind of funny. <laughs> you gotta love that perm mullet that he has. <laughs> My wife that, asked, Peter? My wife's like, what is up with his hair? I'm like, I don't know, Megan. That's just how he has his hair. <clears throat> I'm surprised Greg didn't hear him laughing, you know, seeing that there's no glass in that door. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you know, I can hear you guys talking. There's no glass. Like, dick. I thought it was funny, like, when they showed him, like, in there just ironing and not aware that anybody's watching him. Right. I was like, God, I hope he does something stupid. And then he did the whole, like, ow, ow, you know, and I thought that was, like, good. But I think they should have done a little bit bigger with it. Like, you know, you know, like, ow, ow, ow. And then he, like, drops something and something else goes flying over there. You know, it's been a whole chain reaction. Of, like, you know, that I would have been a little funny. I would have taken it a different way. <laughs> I would have had him squirt because most irons have that button you can squirt water out. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I would have had him squirt water out and realize that it squirts water. But like, ooh. And then have him pick it up and, like, squirt in his mouth. <laughs> like, And then have it burn his mouth and spit it out on the floor and stuff. That would have been hilarious. <clears throat> or just like having a go like and then it looks <laughs> after he burns himself ah, and then he squirts himself in the eye and he's like oh oh god and then he's like <laughs> and he touches the iron to like the curtain goes up in flames <laughs> and then well, then he's got to do the, the cliche he puts the iron down because he burns his finger and then he sees the smoke and he's like oh crap and he picks up the iron and picks up the shirt that's got a burn mark the shape of an iron on it he's like oh <clears throat> <laughs> and then he, he looks, looks into, into the camera. The camera. <laughs> yes. Please tell me you say the same thing. Go ahead, go ahead. Please tell me it's the same thing I was gonna say. <laughs> and then he looks like <laughs> Well, let's do it. Let's do it together. Ready? On the count of three. Ready? <laughs> One, 
two, three. And it's then he looks be into the camera. Year. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> no, mine was just going to be, he looks into the camera and just like, you guys, you know, like an 80s intro. Oh, oh, kind of okay. <laughs> See, no, I would end up looking at the camera and go, it's going to be a long year. And then go back to ironing. Like, <laughs> he goes, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> <laughs> and then Alice walks in the room behind him and she just kind of shakes her head and laughs and walks out. <laughs> Not too easy, is it? <laughs> oh, God. See, we should write this shit. Why didn't they ask us to write it when this was on? I don't know. Because they're morons. Because we weren't born yet, but that's okay. They could have waited. Yeah. Right, so that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> so Jan was a master debater. That's awesome. I never knew mm-hmm. that. I think you were, weren't you? Weren't you a master debater? Oh, no, you're on the swim team. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what we should do? You know, we always wow. we always give a shout out to Jim and Jenny. Jim and yeah. Jim, right? Mm-hmm. We, should, we should let Jenny take the reins. We're always giving her a shout out. She'll get nothing in return. We should, we should let her do it. All right. All right. See what you got. Okay. I'm going to, this is my impersonation of Jenny. Ready? Oh, okay. Okay. Ready? All right. Here we go. As you know, Tack and Jimmy did have fun here today, but don't be offended. (laughs) They do love the show. They are not racist or sexist. They would like to personally thank their producers from Patreon because without them, this would not be possible. And of course, they're looking at me and at Jim, the OPs. We took a chance on Tack and Jimmy and have never once regretted it. Nope, not even once. They do appreciate all the Patreon subscribers. And now here is your homework. Check out the website at a very Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser or CastBox. Tell two friends about the show, or if you don't like it, tell, well, you can enter some appropriate material from the podcast (laughs) to make this funny. (laughs) Send an email to the show, like many of us do, and tell them how you like or dislike the show at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. And just FYI, Tack is always very speedy with the response. You must not be doing anything else. (laughs) Join the Facebook group and join in on the conversation and all the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you would like to be a producer like me and the rest of the cool kids, visit (laughs) www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. Check out their Instagram at a very Brady podcast and you can follow them on Facebook for real time information. Like if the show is going to be late, check out their network at retronetwork.com. And you can also check out their T public store to get super groovy merch. The link is in the description. And most of all, go out and watch the Brady bunch. The guys will tell you what episode you should watch next. I like that. <clears throat> that was awesome. Yeah. She's got such a good speaking voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jenny. Um, so on the next episode, season five, episode 16, is entitled Out of This World. Ooh. Peter and Bobby believe they are seeing a UFO. Oh, no. When, spoiler alert, actually is part of an elaborate hoax being played by Greg. 
The trick backfires, though, when Peter and Bobby take pictures, which lead to a government investigation. I got a wow. feeling we're going to be using that a lot on the next episode. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm just a geek with a squeaky voice. Sorry, my thumb. My thumb hit it. <laughs> it was an accident. Yeah. That's yeah, going to be a weird episode. But, I mean, it was already starting off different because, you know, with Jenny, you know, reading the, the end things instead of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> weird. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's already started. Mm-hmm. So, mm. I think we should continue with this trend on today's show to let Jenny finish out the show. Well, wait, what if what if I have something else? Then uh, that's just I don't know. It's too bad. He has been Tack, and he has been Jimmy, and this has been a very Brady podcast. They will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.